Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Monday, May 29th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitze, reporting for CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from this weekend. Multiple federal and provincial privacy authorities in Canada are pursuing a joint investigation into OpenAI, ChatGPT's parent company. A recent Statistics Canada report is casting doubt on the idea that Canada is facing a labor shortage. On weather news, El Nino is coming to Canada and we'll talk about what that can mean for the country. And then we'll hear from Leila with her segment, Pausing for Self-Care. With all of this news, let's get to it. Federal and provincial authorities in Canada are pursuing a joint investigation into OpenAI, the company that makes ChatGPT, after receiving a complaint about the firm's disclosure of personal information. According to CBC News, a statement on Thursday said provincial authorities in Alberta, British Columbia and Quebec have joined the investigation launched by the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada in April because the issues affect people across the country. The complaint that started the investigation claimed the company unlawfully collected, used and disclosed personal information without consent through ChatGPT. The investigation will examine whether OpenAI received valid and meaningful information sharing consent from Canadian ChatGPT users, said CBC's report. It would also look at whether the company used information for unreasonable reasons. The statement said that privacy offices often work together on issues with nationwide implications because privacy laws in all four provinces are substantially similar to federal legislation. CBC News has contacted OpenAI for comment but hasn't had a response yet. Canadian elected officials and experts said this Thursday that governments need to take urgent action to protect Canadians' data before the investigation is complete. Federal Innovation Minister François-Philippe Champagne said Canada is leading the way for data security amid tremendous change in the AI landscape and urged the passage of Bill C-27 to create a digital charter for Canadians. Still in Canada, a new report is casting doubt on the idea that the country is facing a widespread labor shortage. The recent Statistics Canada analysis finds that there are no labor shortages for jobs that require high levels of education. It suggests other factors such as a mismatch in skills and pay might be to blame for a high number of empty positions. According to the Canadian press, in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic, labor shortages have made headlines all over the country as businesses have advertised more job openings than ever. Job vacancies grew to more than 1 million at one point last year. The perceived countrywide labor shortage has put pressure on the governments to help businesses find workers, including by increasing Canada's immigration targets. But the report published last week compares unemployment and job vacancies by education level and paints a more nuanced picture of the labor market. The report looked at labor data between 2016 and 2022. It found that for jobs requiring a bachelor's degree or higher education, there were always fewer jobs available than people to fill them. But for positions that required a high school diploma or less, the shortage of workers only started in the third quarter of 2021. Renee Morissette, the Assistant Director of Social Analysis and Modeling Division at Statistics Canada, said the findings don't exactly mean that there are no labor shortages in some markets, but that the shortages may not be as extensive as previously assumed. For employers trying to fill vacancies that require a post-secondary education, 
The report says their hiring challenges cannot be attributed to a lack of workers available with those qualifications. Instead, the difficulties may be the result of a mismatch in skills required for the job and those possessed by candidates. Another factor could be that employers aren't offering wages that are on par with what job seekers expect. And now on to weather news. The global weather phenomenon El Nino could be coming to Canada soon. The U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the NOAA, is forecasting an El Nino within the next few months, with a 90% chance that it will carry on into the Northern Hemisphere winter. According to CBC News, the El Nino is an, an unusual warming in the Pacific Ocean that, coupled with the atmosphere, can cause a rise in the global temperature. It can also affect weather patterns around the world. John Gottschalk, chief of NOAA's Climate Operational Prediction Branch, said that although it's not 100% certain, most of the observations and model forecasts point that, that we'll go into an El Nino event as we enter the summer months or midsummer period. The forecast El Nino could be mild or it could be strong, such as the ones in 1997 and 1998 and 2015 and 2016, both of which recorded some of the highest global temperatures ever recorded, according to CBC News. Typically, El Nino affects Canada in the winter and spring, bringing milder temperatures, particularly in the northwest, west, and central Canada. During an El Nino, the annual temperature in Canada also tends to be milder. NOA's Gottschalk said that there have been some events where the temperatures in North America have been above normal during some of these strong El Nino's events, and sometimes that might cause less snowfall. In 2015 to 2016, during El Nino, the meteorological winter was 1 to 5 Celsius degrees warmer than normal in all provinces and territories, most notably in the Yukon, the Central Prairies, and Quebec. According to the data for the past few decades, in the really strong El Nino events, like super El Nino events, the warmth and sort of dryness pretty much stretched all the way over to Ontario, said Simon Donner, climate scientist and professor at the University of British Columbia. Still for now, according to CBC News, the biggest challenge for forecasting in Canada is to know what type of El Nino event this is going to be. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with Leila for her segment, Pausing for Self-Care. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Pausing for Self-Care with Leila Takei. Each week, I'm going to bring a tip for you to take a break and practice some self-care. Looking for something different for the spring? This tip is for you. The Thousand Island Cruise is back and looks as breathtaking as always. This is a five-hour cruise that departs from Gananoque in Ontario and includes a two-hour stopover, allowing guests to explore the boat castle and its grounds. The tour also offers views of the St. Lawrence Seaway, the American and Canadian sites of the Thousand Island International Bridge, Millionaire's Row, and the Statue of St. Lawrence. The vessel includes a full-service bar that serves wine, beer, and fancy cocktails. There are also a variety of different snacks and non-alcoholic drinks. In addition, the cruise brings information about the castle's rich background, which could be a great additional piece for the trip for those who love a little bit of history. The castle was commissioned by George C. Boat, a millionaire and proprietor of the world-famous Waldorf Astoria Hotel in the early 1900s, as a tribute to his wife. 
However, when she passed away in 1904, the construction was interrupted and boat never returned to the island. Today, this structure is owned by the Thousand Islands Bridge Authority. Although visible from Ontario, the castle serves as an official port of entry into the United States. So, if you're planning to visit the castle, you will need a valid passport. The price is $75 per person and it's open since May 13, 2023. The cruise departs from City Cruise Gananoak 280 Main Street, Gananoak, Ontario, and it's fully accessible on the first deck. And this is all for today. I will be back next week for some more tips for you to take a break and pause for self-care. This is Leila Takei from CJRU 1280am in Toronto. Thank you for listening. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's CJRU, 12 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitze. Thanks for listening.